everybody. It's high noon. It's Wednesday. I am not high enough. This is Pam Benjamin hanging out with you for the AltaCast here at MutinyRadio.fm. I am joined by David Stolowitz, who is going to be training with us for a little bit. And his new show will be coming up on Tuesdays from 10 to midnight called Occult Oblite. No idea what it means. Get on a get a microphone too there and put some headphones on so you can hear yourself. And uh, it's going to be like uh, kind of like ghost to ghost with Art Bell, but a little different. Is that what you're? That's what you're thinking. The situation's going to be. Yeah. Um, no, plug it in. Otherwise, you won't be able to hear. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the tether. Uh, so here we are on the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Just to give you guys an update, last week I used the beginning of the show to tape um, something for Body Storytelling, trying to get into their Sketchfest show at the Punchline. Didn't get into that one, but they would like me to perform next Wednesday at the Verity Club, although I don't know yet because I I wasn't as excited about it as she wanted me to be. So she, last week, I, I, um, there was, I did you see it on the on the bacon on the, on the Bay Area Comedy Network? You didn't see it. There was a there was a thing. It was a post for body storytelling. B a w d y, which is a oh yeah yeah right. And they said, oh, we're gonna look for people for Sketchfest at the Punchline. Send me send me an idea that's recorded and, and pitch it. And of course, I came in the next day and I recorded two different stories. Uh, one was about um, the biggest dick I ever saw, which was on a retarded child when I was teaching uh, high school. So that is kind of too edgy for them. They didn't like that story she didn't like. But the story she did go with was, see, I think it's funny too. The story she did go with was... Um, my first orgy I was involved with, a big group sex thing. I came for the first time with oral sex, and a lady did it on me, which was interesting. And I'm not, I'm, I really don't have, like, lesbian tendencies Wait, or anything. first but time coming was an orgy? Well, first time coming from oral sex. Oh. My, my ex-husband was black, and uh, he just never went down on me. And I don't know if it was a black thing. I've heard it's kind of a black thing, but I, it, I've... Maybe in the 90s, nobody was going down south. Anyways, I had a lot of shame and a lot of difficulty around that issue. And so when I left my husband, I went with the porn clowns uh, on this. Anyway, so I told the story and she said, oh, she's interested in having me on the 11th, not at Sketchfest. And so I wrote back and I was like, oh, there's there's no room on the Sketchfest show at the punchline. I was like, because I'm a comedian and I've applied to Sketchfest. I've given them over $100 in the past couple of years. And I'm never giving them any more money. So I was like, oh, to slip in the under backside door and get in at the punchline for Sketchfest would have been great. So I wrote that to her and she was like, no, that show's all full. But if you'd like to do the 11th, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, and then she writes me this thing about, well, it, it's really difficult to get into body storytelling. So if you're not interested, I put a lot of time and effort into you and there's rehearsal. And I wrote her back and I was like, hey, I'm on the radio live for 12 hours a week and I do stand up about 10 times a week. I don't think you're gonna have to put that much work into me. Like, how are you, how much are you gonna have to coach me? I'm a stand-up comedian that's done a one-woman show. Like, this is a no more than 10 minute story. I, I think I can knock it out of the park for you. I'm kind of kind of what I do but it's so funny and it was such a weird moment to me because I realized how self-involved we all are that cunty bitch thinks that her show is the only show in San Francisco oh it's the only show she's not listening to my show she no one gives a shit there's a thing no one gives a shit about my show and that's fine but all of us think that the so right like you haven't heard of Pamtastic's comedy clubhouse every Friday on mutiny radio from 8 to 10 how dare you you haven't heard of Pam Benjamin comedian director of mutiny radio you've never heard of me and you've been running a what? <laughs> because we're all so self-involved. And she's the same way. It's really difficult to get curated into my show. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I book a <laughs> weekly showcase with comedians. Right? 
<laughs> David thinks it's funny. That's good. So that was my thing. So now she hasn't emailed me back, and I'm like, I think that she doesn't. I think that she's gonna just sort of forget I existed. But hey, I was just trying to get in the back door at Sketchfest because I've never gotten the nod, and I just thought that you know. Anyways, so that was last week. If you guys listen. Well, no, I I I used to apply back in the day, but. When you don't get in, when you give them $100 over four years, and I've applied as a venue, I've applied as a show, I've applied as a podcast, and I've applied as myself, and I haven't gotten in for anything. And I'm like, fuck you, Sketchfest. Fuck you. I'm, I'm sitting here running Muni Radio and bleeding my balls off trying to make this place work, but and I can't get a nod from you guys? Like, what? And Anyways, I hate the world and everything in it. How do you feel? I don't hate the world and everything. Okay. <laughs> I just hate the world that doesn't love me. Can we get back to that? <laughs> the world is great when the people in my world love me. <laughs> but when I'm not getting the nod, and I don't need the accolades. I just, I just, you know, I wouldn't like to be in Sketchfest. And a lot of people will get asked to be on shows, and it's all happening very soon. And I will not be one of those people. It's okay. It's my first year applying for uh, festivals and competitions. I mean, other than like the new talent and roosters. So. I, I've never even done that one. Closer than Mike. Yeah. There so um, there you go. There you go. Yeah, it's it's amazing like how much money they expect sometimes. Like the San Luis Obispo Comedy Festival wanted forty five dollars. Oh to my apply. god! For what? I mean, I guess that they're they're making their budget with. See, that's the difference. The reason I started a comedy festival here is that my overhead really is low. I don't have to pay for the space. I already got the space. So a lot of times when people are throwing a comedy festival, like I was in one in um, Seattle. Uh, hilarious comedy festival and had a great time but they had to pay for their venue and it was in this weird place it was like by the space needle but it was in this building that you didn't know it was like on the third floor it was was it in the carnival no it was in a big building and when you walk in it's almost like a mall oh yeah the center it was like center yeah yeah you can ride the the skyway from there I've had no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so it was really neat that they had it at this place. But the problem was, I mean, I couldn't even, I almost missed my first show because I couldn't find the damn place. I was having a really difficult time. Oh, there's a phone call. That's exciting. Let me show you how to do a phone call. Okay. So um, pick up the phone and say, Mutiny Radio, this is David. Uh, it's right there. It's the blinky light happens so we don't have to be annoyed by them. Can I leave the headphones off? You can leave the headphones You have to leave, leave the, pull, pull it off one ear. I'll show you this whole thing. Uh, pick it up and say, Mutiny Radio, this is David. Ask him if they'd like to be live on air. You guys are listening to the Altacast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, Merlin? Put a, will they talk to me live on air? Tell them to call. They've, we've got uh, people having, hey, no dead air. You've got music in the background. We're going to get started with the Drug Policy Alliance relatively soon here after I did my little ranty raving about last week. So if he did want to be on air, you would press the white button and then you would bring up the phone thing and hang up the phone and then we could hear them and talk on the phone. Oh, but he's a... Oh, it's someone else was supposed to train with us at the same time, and they're just being really late, I guess. I'm trying to train all these new shows at once. We're just trying to get it, trying to get it moving. Uh, so you applied for Sketchfest. 
This oh, year? I, no, you didn't. No, I didn't actually. Um, but it was funny. I was melting down one day on Facebook, and Tom Mayfield's like, "Dude, none of us got in Sketchfest." <laughs> yeah. I when I first didn't get in that first year, I had a, I had a super meltdown because I'd look at the list. See now, and that's the thing that sucks about comedy is. And it's so hard for me because my ego is so enormous. And I'm sure that anybody who, who does stand-up comedy, if anyone who does stand-up comedy has an enormous ego because what the hubris of us to stand up on stage with nothing but a microphone and think that we can be entertaining. But all of us have these enormous egos, me as well. And so when I see other people and I feel like they're being really successful and I just don't even see him working that hard, it makes me crazy. But that's the thing, you don't see them working I don't hard. see them working that yeah. hard. And so I'm like seeing all their success and I'm like, fuck these people. And, but seriously, I don't see them at open mics. I don't see them here in my room. I don't see them running a room. I don't, and, or people will run a room and it'll be so successful. And I'm like, why is my room not? What, what is, what's happening? Well, there's so many rooms right now. Like I just made um, a map of venues on uh, pinmaps.com. Cool. I could share it with you if you like. Yeah. But you know, I, I paid them seven bucks a month and they gave me a hundred venue limit. And that wasn't enough for all the ones that I know about. I wasn't what? able to include everything. There's just so many right now. That's, I mean, well, that's true. Last night, um, I ran it uh, at Brainwash and it was a Tuesday and there are four. So it goes, you've got Hysteria, Brainwash, OMG, and then Showdown Late. Oh, and then there's another one too that's during, that's early. Martinis. Martu that's, that's the Hysteria one. But there's another one. There's, there used to be here, there used to be Open Improv, but that's gone. But there was another one. And then late night, you've got the showdown. But before that even, there's... Oh, there's also Kells. Yeah. You can go to the Kells. So there's five on a Tuesday. That's insane. I mean... And then the thing is that after I'd run, I'd already tra I trained people and I was working as... And, I, and then oh, I ran that open mic. Yay! Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, is here. That is great. It's Oh, my God. Your hair looks amazing. She turned into a mermaid. This is David. David's training. You look incredible. Um, be on, be on three for us. That, that, not, not four. Four is, right, four is bad. Four is, four is quiet and evil, but three is great. What was the impetus to, to go purple? It looks, you look amazing. Is, Thank you. Um, new look for 2017. New look for no, 2017. Really, I got tired of looking at the same face. Gotcha. You're gonna have to be super close in on that mic. I got tired go. of my face. Yay! Well, maybe we should take a new um, headshot for you because the headshot I used off your Facebook was great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's. I yeah. I just I just went searching through your stuff and I knew I would find a ton. So. <laughs> All right, Latoya, the sheriff of truth, in the house, in the hizzy. Happy New Year, man. Yeah, you too. Oh, gosh, I hope all went well at the wedding. Oh yes, you. Okay, so Latoya saved the day on Friday I, I've been having a couple nervous breakdowns a lot of nervous breakdowns it's happening a lot too. I can't I can't I can't handle it I just I, I've been so stressed out and so this Friday I'm I was getting all this work done something I was working in the morning on something and I was working 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 and I but I had to pack and I had to go to this wedding this weekend and I was in the wedding I didn't have transportation I didn't I didn't have a hotel room booked I had and I'm freaking out I'm like I can't go to this wedding I can't go I can't go and but and so I call my boyfriend and I'm crying and he's like I'm working I can't talk you down off the ledge right he's like just don't go he's like you're making yourself sick I got herp my herpes just burst on my face I'm like now I've got herpes on my face I'm freaking out I've got to go to this wedding I have nothing to wear 
uh, I've got to hang out with these people. These are all rich people too. And I'm like, I'm like gonna... that Black Mirror episode. Yeah, it was like, it's exactly like that. So, but instead of doing it at the wedding, I'm afraid that I'm going to do that at the wedding. I'm afraid I'm going to get too drunk and I'll be at the wedding and I'm going to lose my shit. Right. And think, do, 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 do. I'm like, oh no. It's exactly, it was crazy. So I'm crying and freaking out and I call the toy ex. I know that she will have the answer. And she says, um, I said, okay, so listen, definitely go to the wedding. Whatever you have to wear in your closet, just put something together really quick. You have enough money to take the ferry. That's the, that's the plus. And then your excuse, it's New Year's, it's New Year's weekend. So everything's going to be mostly booked up anyway. So I'm sure someone, some kind soul out there will be like, yeah, you can totally crash with us, blah, blah, blah. You know, because that's actually a perfect good excuse um, not to have a room. And plus, on top of the fact not showing up will give people even more livid. If I wouldn't have showed up. At the last up, minute on a rehearsal dinner, it, people will give. If I wouldn't have shown up, it would have been so embarrassing because he only had three grooms people anyways it was oh. it was there was supposed to be more but they didn't this other person didn't show up See? but not at the last minute because and he was really mad at that person but his wife had five bridesmaids so there are five Uneven bridesmaids on one side and there's three on the other and I'm a lady sitting on the dude's side and uh, I, guys like it when there's more girls it, it's true <laughs> but if, if I wouldn't have shown up it would have been a big problem oh yeah because even at the rehearsal dinner they were talking about his mom did a speech and they, he was like she's like we're so lucky that we're being brought into this family where there's so many friends and the friendships that Stacy's had since th- they've been friends since they Her were four and <laughs> so so there's they're going they're doing the whole thing and and then she says and Mike's friends are <laughs> artists and she's like trying to be she's like it was basically like look at the dirt bags at the end of the table that hang out with my son and thank god he's got this real nice lady that he's getting married to anyways it was a beautiful wedding and it was fine and everything was great happy ending thank you it all it all worked out except that i came back to san francisco and then you know completely stressed out and freaked out and lost my mind oh we'll discuss that one later yeah. i know what that uh... oh i've been crying i was crying last night at the brainwash like I, before the show before i had to host the show i was so stressed out i was just like i just couldn't stop crying i was like i can't i can't i can't like i can't, i have too much to do i can't do it all i can't and i don't even know how to do it all but brooke heineken jumped up and was like I work at Google. I know how to do websites. And I was like, I wasn't even going to do a website. I was just going to let that go. I was just not going to do it. And she's like, oh, no, I just link this and this. And I'm like, blah. And then she's like, if you just blah, blah, blah. blah." So she came in and and she's going to do a bunch of website stuff for me. And then Louisa Isbell is like, oh, I work in marketing professionally. And I'm like, Oh, you do? You work in PR? Because I have no idea how to do PR. You've been to my shows. There's no one here ever. I have no idea how to get people here. And I'm going to, I work today, so I'm going to see what I can do to, um, since it's after the holiday, to see if they can be able to, like, give us some stuff. Oh, that would be amazing. for what's coming up for the festival. Yeah, if they want to give us some food. Yeah, food or, like, even cheap kava champagne which i saw that would be do, amazing you know because i can hopefully i'll work something out because i'm trying to do after the holidays just always brings everyone to like ah so yeah. much going on in the near of the next year yeah. so i'm kind of freaking out sorta on the inside 
I mean, I'm, I'm 2017 losing. freak out. Yeah, 2017 has already been the year of. I mean, I've I've been I've cried a lot this year already. Uh, not, I mean, happy tears at the wedding and then stuff, but I, I mean, this is. It have, just, I'm so scared. Have you cried yet this year? Has David cried? It's just getting started. Oh, right. <laughs> We're going to make you cry today. David's new show is going to be on Tuesdays from 10 to midnight called uh, Occult Oblite. Ooh, what are we about? Um, I missed that segment, sorry. No, he didn't get into it too much. I, I talked about myself <laughs> like I always do. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I think I'm going to start my first episode by talking about why Aleister Crowley is so overrated. Oh! <laughs> wow! Speaking of nice. that, I'll put, I'll put some up some different stuff behind us. You'll love this. Do, Do you, you know that Aleister Crowley loved to play... No, it was Anton LaVey. I'm sorry. Keep going. I'm sorry. Slightly different, but not too far <laughs> off. Although Anton LaVey's from San Francisco, if I remember correctly. He was a, a police officer here before he got into Satanism. Oh, I thought most police officers are evil anyway. Well, hmm. you know, th- this was the, the other way around. I mean, he, first he was a police, and that inspired him to become a Satanist. I, 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 you know what? I, I can see that. I, you know who I, I found out about Aleister Crowley through Led Zeppelin because Jimmy Page was obsessed with him. That's how I got introduced to him through Led Zeppelin. He was the lead singer. Uh, Jimmy Page was the uh, guitarist. The man. Guitarist, okay. Yeah, and he used to live in his mansion, and he used to like really be into him. So yeah, that's my first introduction. <laughs> Thank you, Zeppelin. So what we're gonna have in the back t- to background now for a little bit is Anton Lavey playing his collide. <laughs> But see, this is the thing. Um, there is so much humor in the occult, and only like one person on Facebook has figured this out besides me, I think. <laughs> I didn't even know he played the Calliope. Oh, it's like Penny Dreadful. <laughs> Uh, so I want to I want to change to a different because there's one of him. It's like it sounds like. Doo, 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 doo. Is that the uh, clown circus music? Yeah, th- maybe this is big top medley. <laughs> this is the better one. This is the better one. Here we go. Here we go. This is here we go. Comedy is just so much fun. I'll make it sooner or later. <laughs> I can't believe he was a, a police officer. He does. This is him playing the yeah. Calliope. Well, like, so he witnessed so many horrible things that he just lost faith in humanity. And I think a lot of police officers go that even if they don't formally become satanic. Well, they have that brotherly code. So, I mean, right there, you got the whole, like, we have a code. Shh, no one should know about it. I've noticed this, and you guys tell me if I'm crazy or not. I haven't heard of any police brutality in the news since Trump was elected. Are we all so busy uh, and scared about wrong. Trump? Okay, wrong. so there so there has been I just yeah, Dallas in, uh, last in month. Dallas last but last month. Remember when they were happening every day? Oh yeah. We'd come into the show and I'd be like Latoya, tell us the truth. How many black people were shot this week? Oh, right. And she'd yeah. be like, well there's, <laughs> there was the one in San Diego and there was one I mean it was just exactly. every day. On and on and on. But that's not a big story right now, you know because nobody cares about black and brown bodies so there this music's awesome by the way I care <laughs> it's like my it's my jam 
Well, now that you have the purple hair, I know. I look, good. totally look like an ass clown. <laughs> get you a little clown nose. It'll be fun. Uh-huh, we'll uh-huh. Time. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have that. Anybody want to squeeze the squeeze it? Squeeze the horn squeeze it. for the. There we go. I believe you played this song uh, during one of the uh, comedy events you had this past summer. I believe. Yes. Uh, I, and I can't remember which one it was, but it just it went on a loop the whole way around, yes. and it just never stopped. <laughs> I remember that jam. <laughs> and uh, I have no idea why we would do anything like that. Because <laughs> we're Satanists? We're, it's we're questionable. Questionable Satanists. You're not Satanists. No. <laughs> no, no I, I wish. No. If I was a Satanist, I'd be more successful. I think that that's, I think that's one of the precepts of Satanism. Is yeah, that. but after 30 years, you'd explode. Is that what happens? Yeah. I'm probably going to explode. I mean, if I don't explode. We're going to see what will happen. I'm 42, and I feel like... I'm surprised that I made it past 40 and that at some point my kidney will explode. Oh. Yeah, it's okay. That sounds fucking tragic. Well, I know. (laughs) Exploding kidney, never fun. Less vodka, fam. I don't drink, actually don't drink vodka. And I don't drink whiskey after dark anymore. It's really just IPA, honestly. And wine. I like to drink wine. But I don't even drink that much. I had like, I had like three beers last night. That's that is a record. <laughs> that's a record. Is that it's, is what are you laughing? Are you thinking that's a lot? Well, it's not like how much you do in one sitting. It's how much you do regularly. I don't like to talk oh. about that because <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. But I've like counted in my head like how many drinks per week. Because supposedly women are only supposed to have eight drinks per week, which I'm like, really seriously? That's unrealistic. Yeah, it's really. And I've actually, you know, seven days in a week, so my eight drinks are probably done by Tuesday, (laughs) and the week just started. Well, it depends. (laughs) You know, honestly, it depends for me because on Monday with Joke Workshop. I always have one beer before I get here because I take a break from 4 to 5.45 and I go have a beer at Bender's and I come back. Just one. But then if I don't keep drinking during the show here, I just don't have any fun. You know how annoying it is to like pay attention to everybody's jokes and (laughs) give good comments and be like engaged in what they're saying. And like to do that, I have to either be really high or a little inebriated. And that's just the way it is. Oh, they're that bad? Well, I mean, it's joke work job. Oh, okay. Well, it just, but no, it's, it's, and running any open mic without being inebriated is just silly to me because why would you be doing it? It's like, right. why provide that service for other people? They come, they eat, they leave. They don't give a fuck. Like the comedians, they just want to be at the open mic. They don't care who runs it. They are like, oh, great. And plus Thanks, comedians, Pam. we are self-destructive people. Mm-hmm. I mean, we like, we like our alcohol and we like our drugs. So, you know. Some of us need to have that edge or something to cut the edge off before we go on stage. You know. Excellent segue into the Drug Policy Alliance <gasps> Minute. Um, thanks to Melissa Moore of Drug Policy Alliance out there in New York. And she sent me some stuff today and said, New Year, same old shit. Uh, this is Drug Policy Alliance launching campaign to just say no to Jeff Sessions for attorney general. Racist. Yeah, new video explains why Sessions would be a disaster for drug war policy and criminal justice reform. We'll watch the video in a second. The Drug Policy Alliance is launching a campaign to put the brakes on Alabama Republican Senator Jeff Sessions' nomination for attorney general. 
The Drug Policy Alliance campaign includes a new video launched today on The Root that exposes Jeff Sessions' appalling record on the drug policy, civil and human rights, and criminal justice reform. The Drug Policy Alliance video, created by award-winning filmmaker Hampton, alternates between archival media footage of Jeff Sessions' troubling racist words and actions and DPA staff and allies taking talking about what sessions would mean for drug policy and criminal justice. The video ends with a call to action asking people to call their senators to reject session for attorney general. Jeff Sessions is a drug war extremist with a career long history of racist comments and actions, said Bill Piper, senior director of national affairs at the Drug Policy Alliance. In recent years, sessions played a critical role in blocking efforts to reform sentencing policy asset forfeiture and marijuana laws. We do everything, we will do everything we can to stop his confirmation. The last time Sessions faced a confirmation vote in 1986, his nomination was voted down by the Republican-controlled Senate Judiciary Committee after they were confronted by Sessions' extensive history of racist comments and actions. A black colleague testified that Sessions referred to him as boy. boy. <laughs> That's insane, right? Sessions referred to the NAACP and other civil rights organizations as un-American groups that forced civil rights down the throats of people. He was accused of using his authority as a U.S. attorney to disrupt and prosecute civil rights activists who were registering African Americans to vote. He even reportedly said he thought the KKK was okay until he found out its members smoked pot. <laughs> During his time in the U.S. Senate, Jeff Sessions has consistently supported efforts to expand the drug war and roll back civil rights. He was the chief opponent of the recent bipartisan efforts to reduce sentences for drug offenses and has a track record of opposition to marijuana reform. He is likely to use his power as attorney general to accelerate federal prosecutions for drug law violations that carry draconian mandatory sentences and interfere with state legal marijuana and medical marijuana programs. I love the word draconian. Mm -hmm. I, I hate draconian measures, but I love the word draconian. It's just so much fun to say. Sessions is likely to expand the use of surveillance and policing against immigrant and marginalized communities. A Senate confirmation of Sessions would also position Sessions as a powerful foe of bipartisan criminal justice and sentencing reform efforts in Congress. The Drug Policy Alliance is working with a broad coalition of organizers across the political spectrum to oppose sessions. Last month, the Drug Policy Alliance organized a teleconference for reporters, we listened in on that, to discuss sessions' record on civil and human rights, criminal justice reform, and drug policy. Representatives from Latino Justice, the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, and the Council on American Islamic Relations, the Cato Institute, the Samuel DeWitt Pro Proctor Conference, and the Drug Policy Alliance expressed their concerns about Sessions. The Drug Policy Alliance is urging people to ask their senators to oppose Sessions' nomination. The DPA's collaboration with award-winning uh, director Dream Hampton is a follow-up to last year's video featuring Jay-Z and the artwork of Marley Crabapple, From Prohibition to Gold Rush, A History of the War on Drugs. We watched that, too. Mm -hmm. The Jay-Z thing was cool. Uh, it basically talked about what's happening with um, how we mass incarceration and uh, people of color. The Sessions video launched today as a part of a feature on The Root by Kristen Wel 
West Savali, the award-winning senior editor and writer who co-produced a widely acclaimed series on marijuana legalization and the advance of last year's sweeping election victories. All right, let's watch this video and listen to it. See why we should all contact our senators right now and say nay to Jeff Sessions. Uh, here we go. Plug it in. It's the session sessions. It's the session sessions. New video. Uh, here. Mr. Sessions is a throwback to a shameful era, which I know both black and white Americans thought was in our past. America incarcerates more people than any other country on earth. 57% of those arrested on drug charges are black or Latino, even though white people use and sell drugs at the same rate or even higher than people of color. We have to do everything we can to stop Sessions. Jeff Sessions represents my state, Alabama where more than 31% of all black people are denied the right to vote. Jeff Sessions was fine with the terrorist hate group, the KKK, until he learned that they smoked pot. I may have said something like that. Send that message with clarity that good people don't smoke marijuana. Marijuana is a leading cause of deportation. My father was a legal taxpaying resident who was deported. Jeff Sessions will destroy more families. I have an 18 year old son who plays the trumpet and loves math. Uh, it's not fair to have to worry about his life every single day because he's a young black man who's a stop and frisk target. Jeff Sessions is one of the scariest possibilities that I was afraid of. Jeff Sessions wants to ramp up a drug war that costs us $50 billion a year and yet most Americans believe that it's failed. He is, uh, I believe, a disgrace to the Justice Department and he should withdraw his nomination and resign his position. Jeff Sessions is simply unfit. If you believe in fairness, if you believe in due process, if you believe in our Constitution, you must join me in the fight to stop Sessions. He's been wrong on the drug war. He's been wrong on criminal justice. He's been wrong on civil rights and liberties, and he's wrong for America. I'm too young to vote, so I need you to speak for me. Please stop Jeff Sessions. All right, we're back. Stop Jeff Sessions, everybody. We can stop him all together. You guys are going to go to your local, uh, what's it called? When you, you write your senators, write your senators and say, say no. Uh, let's read this, the KKK was okay thing. I, I, I can't, it's hard for me to believe that um, we have people that are, that are in power uh, in our government that are still like forwarding the the fascist regime which actually this this can even dovetail swiftly and sweetly into um, to our to our special guest oh it's on right now it's on um, we can hear you don't have to hear we, we got it we got headphones uh, we have a special guest today she it's actually she wants to be part of government uh, we have Marilyn Murillo in the house and she is going to be of running for the 17th Assembly District Delegate for California and the Executive Board. Uh, that's and if you January 8th between 9:30 and noon at the Union Hall on 3271 18th Street, Shotwell and 18th in the Mission District, there's going to be free coffee, donuts, and breakfast. Come early and vote. Is that people are gonna? I, I didn't even know uh, that we can vote for our 17th Assembly District. Yes, we have a caucus every two years where we elect seven female delegates and seven male delegates and one executive board representative. 
This happens every two years. And if you've heard about caucuses, like the Iowa caucus, it's typically caucus. decided by several hundred voters as opposed to a, a traditional election. You, you have to be really, really close. In, fi- in fact, we might switch David because that microphone is just such a bummer. Uh, and I want to be able to hear everything that you're saying. So and that, that's interesting that I haven't even heard about this. Well, I've heard about this vote from you, but... How, what what kind of what kind of decisions does a person make that's in the 17th assembly district delegate and executive board what 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 kind of power would you be wielding or what what do you what, what do you want to accomplish through government what are you getting in for well this is another opportunity for the people to have representative voice in government and so the specific responsibilities of the delegates would be to endorse candidates for governor for attorney general, for United States senator, for state offices, and then also to to uh, constantly be updating the Democratic Party platform to make sure that the Democratic Party is supporting all of our diverse communities, mm. including the disadvantaged members of our communities, which have been devastated recently in San Francisco. We need change. Well, absolutely. There's there's over 6,000 uh, questionably housed people in San Francisco. I don't like to call them homeless. I like to call them questionably housed because it's, I don't, I don't want to, I feel like that slur upon people, it's, you know, it's not a very nice thing to say. But I've seen, and, and the terrible thing about uh, the way we interact with people who are disadvantaged, I, I saw an article in the New York Times a couple weeks ago, and it was about San Francisco, and on the cover of it, there was a quote from a techie, and it said, oh, I have to walk by all these, why do I have to walk by all these homeless people on my way to my tech job? And it, it was just, I need to figure out what microphone you're on, honey. Oh, oh it was an on-on, there we go. Was it? No, can you? There we go. Yay. All right, she's in. And I think that's unfortunate because I don't believe that that's the views representative of the entire tech industry. I know uh, many well-meaning, loving uh, people in the tech industry that are supportive of the disadvantaged community. Unfortunately, it's these extremists that tend to be publicized in the newspaper Um, speaking ill of our disadvantaged community. We are all people, we're all equal. And we're gonna have a lot of disadvantaged people voting for me on Sunday, January 8th. At a caucus, everyone's equal. Your million dollars won't get you your million votes at a caucus. One body, one vote. That's really great. It's taking um, the government and putting it back in our hands, literally. Exactly. do you get paid to be on the 17th Assembly District Delegate and Executive Board, or is this a volunteer position? This is an unpaid volunteer position. So in addition to those uh, delegate responsibilities, Executive Board member meets more frequently. Uh, the delegates meet annually at a convention, and the Executive Board representatives meet uh, several times throughout the year to also constantly address the different issues like making endorsements, like upgrading and advancing the party platform to include those that have been left out. And we need to speak up. We need to vote for change. If we don't vote, the way things are happening, they're going to continue to happen that way. It's more than just voicing displeasure. You need to take action. I need you to show up and vote Sunday, January 8th, between 10 a.m. and 12.30 noon. And I'll have coffee, donuts, and free breakfast beginning at 8.30 in the morning. Let's take back our 
city. That's great. I'm babysitting on Sunday from 1030 uh, on, and then I have a meeting here at noon, but it's all in this neighborhood, so I'm going to bring the girls by and teach them about democracy and voting. Wonderful. It's at 18th Street and Shotwell Street. That's a couple blocks from 18th and Mission. Yeah, right here uh, in the Mission, right here in this neighborhood. Uh, what, what What are some of the, you said disadvantaged people, but what are some of the other platforms that you're going to be bringing? Well, the number one thing is to increase access to housing and also increase availability and also increase access to services. I interviewed several of my friends that are housed in SROs uh-huh. and that are trying to get into SROs. And they said one of the most frustrating things and one of the most depressing things that they experience daily is basically it's a a hidden a hidden uh, a hidden map that you have to find out in order to access services for uh-huh. housing in order to get on wait lists and uh, it's horrible that it's been that way thankfully after i raised this issue the city of san francisco decided a week later to announce that they're coming up with a pilot project where they're going to try to centralize this information for housing oh that's great and that is great but they need to go a step further people some people that are disadvantaged don't have access to the internet so if uh we're going to do this then we also need to provide access to computers that can uh, get on the internet because some of us do have internet, but some of us do not. Right. And that's another disadvantage that needs to be addressed so that we can truly be equal. I, I can't afford internet at my house. There you go. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't have a, like a, a hard, fast... I have a question. Um, is there like kind of like any kind of platform? Because with those who are um, questionably housed, I know there's a lot of mental illness. Um, is there a platform with that, you know, with helping the mentally ill here? In fact, uh, just recently, we had additional funding that was passed by the voters statewide and state of California to help the uh, disadvantaged members of our society that do have mental illness challenges. So there's additional money that's being offered for housing through the public health department and through the Department of Social Services as well. Now, there is still a need, though, because there's so many people that need help so we definitely need to even do better we need to increase that another thing that i am supporting as part of my platform is that you know there's a lot of talk from elected officials about the soda tax and how soda's bad and and sugary and all this okay let's take you at your word you really think it's bad then do this i propose that we provide free fruits and vegetables to the disadvantaged people every week, a fruit basket, yeah. a couple bananas, couple oranges, couple apples, couple of vegetables. Every week, if the whole purpose, you're really concerned about diabetes and high, high sugar and fast food drinks and all this, give people an option, deliver it straight to them. And now this doesn't need you to pay a billion dollars to a nonprofit agency to administer mm-hmm. this. It can be done streamlined. If you have to do it, write a check to the food bank. There's many nonprofit organizations that are all volunteer that would be willing to help. I'm a board member of Tenderloin Tessie Holiday Dinners for the last 40 years. We've been providing free Christmas Day dinner, Thanksgiving Day dinner, and Easter Sunday dinner to everyone in our community that is interested in showing up 
at the Universalist Universal Church at the corner of Franklin Street and Geary Street in San Francisco in the Cathedral Hill area. So there's ways to do this effectively. Government needs to work effective, provide services to the people, but cut out all this waste. If right. we cut out all yeah. this waste, there's more money to help more people. Exactly. So and getting back on the housing issue, uh, shelters are... They're not, I don't, if people say, oh, there's shelters, they're not the right answer because they kick them out at like 7.30 in the morning. And then when you get back, you can't leave. You have to have a special pass to be able to get back into your shelter like after eight o'clock. So it's, it's, it's not a feasible structure for how people can live to, to say, oh, well, now you have all these regulations. And then with the SROs, you have to move every three months. Yes, that's a real Or every three weeks, every three weeks. Every three weeks, you have to take your home, pack it up, leave for a day, and then come back. How is that a sustainable? It's not. It's not. So even when you're trying, we're trying to find new models so that, because the models that we have that exist are we need to break those molds anyways because they're they're not effective and not working and even it's so hard for those who want to make it work you have to jump through so many hoops to get a shelter bed i mean i think it's more difficult it's the same thing with um food stamps aren't that i'm on food stamps and they weren't that difficult to get but the hoops that one has to jump through i have two master's degrees and i have difficulty every time i reapply for food stamps and medi-cal and it shouldn't be like that because like, and I'm like, really, I'm on the high end of the scale, right? And I can't even imagine if I didn't have the education I do, how I would jump through those particular hoops. I, unless I had like a someone to sort of guide me through it. And I don't think that exists, does it? And on the there internet. Is an, on the internet. Yes, and on the internet. There is a need for government agencies to streamline their services and to communicate in a more straightforward manner that the people can understand some of the language that they're using is uh confusing Mm -hmm. there's an an easier simpler way to say something that is just as clear if your purpose is to help people instead of to try to confuse them or make it difficult for them to understand well and i think they make it purposely difficult so that people won't get the services so then they can save the money well they didn't do it right they didn't fill out this form they didn't check this box oh they're gone and then, but isn't the point of trying to provide services to provide services, not to like hide the services in some, like you said, there was some strange locked box with the information of how you get, like, how does one get Section 8 housing? Exactly. And I mean, I guess, and I've been on the internet sites trying to figure out things at the city. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm a, I'm a pretty intelligent woman and I'm going through, I have, no, I can't find anything. Even when I was trying to renew my passport. I went there and they said, oh, well, it's this and you you can't have a check. You have to have a money order and you have to have this. And And I'm like, this wasn't on the website. You know, we have so so many commissions in San Francisco and so many uh, committees. I think a really important one would be one that is being um, embodied in this discussion right here is how can we improve government services for the people? That's just a whole wide area. We're talking about several of them right now. That is something that needs to be discussed and then those ideas brought before the Board of Supervisors to make changes. Because right now they're like, well, we have no idea what people want and that's their excuse. I think also it's the fact of the matter the government has cut a lot of um, like funding for some of these, um, you know, for example, like the technology that some of these public services have are very outdated because the funding has been cut by the federal government. So that right there is an issue. Hence of why 
the language and how to be able to get this assistance is so hard and it's not unreachable but but people get very very discouraged you know don't even try to apply yourself for unemployment because that's a whole (laughs) other ball game well it's a pain in the ass but what the people in san francisco would say is well, if you're in unemployment, you don't deserve to live here. Or if you, do you know what I mean? But that's, but that's the argument that they make. And that's an argument that even our, our mayor said, that if you don't make $80,000, you shouldn't live in San Francisco. There is a place for everyone in our city. There's a place for everyone. Uh, we all need a place to go. I needed a place to go. I escaped a very um, oppressive, anti-LGBT community in Central California to move here to San Francisco five years ago so that I could transition and be my true self. I love San Francisco. We need to stand up and we need to set an example about the the way that we are going to move forward in a Trump era. Oh, so scary. And we need to move forward with policies, just as President Obama said, was take care of the people. Yeah. Let's talk a little. You mentioned Trump. You brought him up. We don't like to talk about uh, the Cheeto president Cheeto. too much. Cheeto face. President Cheeto. <laughs> president Cheeto. Uh, and he's a cheater and he's orange Cheeto. It works on many levels. We feel. Yeah, cheater. Well, I mean, he, just because he's had three. No, he's cheated on his wife and he likes to grab the pussy. Oh, he's cheated on his taxes. He's cheated on his Well, he wouldn't tell know, us the taxes. So who knows? Know so we know he's a Cheeto, Cheeto, cheater. Just a cheater over there. But what what are some of your biggest fears with this new administration? And and being a part of the uh, that people can vote for you for the 17th assembly does being a part of that is that a reaction to what's happening politically or have you always been politically minded well the way that i would frame it as opposed to a fear of what is upcoming in a trump administration is a resolve a confidence a determination to stand up for the people of california against the draconian and backwards and uh, racist ideas, uh, sexist ideas of this president that he demonstrated pretty convincingly in the election. Yeah. I was just, I was really surprised at how many women, I, when, it, when it happened in the morning, I couldn't believe it. I was like, where, what happened to the women? Who, how could they, how could people, how could a woman consciously vote for him with the, I mean, the just, mass misogyny and it's it's so all i feel like everything we fought for is is going gone. to be it's going to be gone i mean what happens if roe v wade gets overturned i mean isn't that that's like so scary to me and so that is another example of the need for community to be involved and to vote so this caucus that's happening on sunday january 8th it's not highly publicized it happens every two years but viewer listeners have you ever heard of this caucus before no i'm it's they you know it's like uh it's democracy we need to publicize it it's the secret democracy it's just like the hidden box with the stuff there you go i'm so happy that uh pam invited me to come here to mutiny radio to share this information with you to invite you out to come out and vote because folks uh, this is san francisco but there are people running in this caucus that are closer to Trump's ideas. So we need to vote. We need to stand up against Trumpism. And I'm for for a free California community college for in-state residents. If you come from another country or another state, 
pay tuition. This is for our people here. And uh, I'm also for free fruits and vegetables every week without paying a billion dollars to some uh, uh, organization to administer it. Right. We could do it much more effectively. Help the people. Let's not help people line their pockets. Let's help the people survive. Um, another yeah. thing that I support is increased funding for IHSS, across the board increase in IHSS service hours. They were uh, cut horribly these past few years and never brought back. And those are people in our community that are disadvantaged, that need help, they, are, they survive, they live by having a person paid to help them so that they don't have to move into a nursing home wow. or into a hospital. They can keep their dignity and stay in their home. We should increase their hours. We should also increase funding for union apprenticeship training programs. Uh, absolutely. Those, electricians. Exactly. Electricians, plumbers. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's going to go to community college. Not everyone wants to. There's a lot of people that are in the trades, the building trades. We need to provide increased funding for union apprenticeship jobs so that when they come out of that program, they're in a union job. They have benefits for their families, for their children, and they can make a livable wage to live here in San Francisco. Yeah. You get like, I think it's like $32 an hour for electricians. My, my friend is an apprentice right now. She's starting go. her program at the, uh, in the mid February, I believe. And we need more funding so more people can start those Absolutely. programs. Absolutely. Do you know about the free farm stand on Sundays? Yes, there there is a free farm stand here. Farm stand here, here. in the Mission District, twenty yeah. third and Folsom. And so, see, government Sundays at one. Government hears these ideas and they're like, "Oh, let's pay this organization a billion dollars to do this." You've already got someone doing it. It's already happening. Yeah, it's already it, happening, and it's but it's like a secret. A lot of people don't know okay, about it. Okay, so it's been happening for years. Publicizing and help bring in more people to help administer to volunteer. And let's truly help the people, and and not just those people that are making an enormous amount of income off of technology and internet. Let's also help people that have not experienced those fabulous benefits, but that hope to also participate in the American dream. Let's not put our foot on them. Let's yeah. lift them up. Absolutely. Yay, Marilyn Murillo. Yay. So again, everybody, get out and vote this Sunday uh, between January 8th, between 9.30 and noon at 3271 18th Street, the Union Hall at Shotwell and 18th. And oh gosh, I know exactly where this is. It's right next to, uh, it's right behind a church and it's right across the street from the uh, PG&E where they park some of their stuff. I know exactly where it is. And there's it's a Mexican right restaurant Whis across the street too. And there's uh, Whiz Burgers across the other way. So and for everybody to know where it is, we just told you exactly. Thank you so much, Pam. Thank you so much. Um, before I wanted to go, I was listening in the in the um, audience here uh, before I came on air. The 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 talk about uh, Jeff Shesha Sessions, <laughs> Jeff Sessions. Um, you know, we need to stop this person. The Senate needs to stand up and say no. This is a unacceptable candidate for the position that is attorney general. This person, Jeff Sessions, has demonstrated disrespect and disloyalty to some Americans. Yeah. We need to send a message that that's not okay and stop it and put someone in there that's going to protect us instead of 
suppress us right and oppress us suppression and help help i'm being oppressed look at the violence inherent in the system <laughs> sorry that's from monty python i love that quote um thank you again marilyn maria you know you should come on friday f between three and six and be on common thread and um you got promote it. your message again to to them because um they have a, a wide listening audience of people that are grounded in San Francisco and that are political and that will want to hear your message and will want to vote and they will also want free donuts. And, <laughs> and it doesn't cost anything to vote. There's it's some great. people that are trying to say you have to pay a poll tax, but those people need to quit it. Okay, we stopped that a long time ago. So there's no tax to vote. Come in and vote. And you don't have to, do you have to be registered? You can register right then and there if you're not. They look in the computer and if there's no computer, they do the paper. Wow. So there's no excuse, everybody. Get involved. Come and vote. Come and vote. Uh, be involved and help because Marilyn has great ideas for how to help San Francisco be a better place. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Yay! Marilyn Mario, I'm definitely going on. I'm definitely going on uh, on on Sunday. Taking the girls. Going to teach them about um, democracy. democracy. Absolutely, because I took them by a um, what's it called once. Um, there was a protest in front of City Hall, and I was like, look, girls, look. People are expressing their, you know, political views. And they're, ah, thank you so much for being here. Yay. All right. Uh, moving right along, we've got more about uh, Jeff Sessions. Uh, uh, it just keeps going on, right? Uh, Jeff Sessions is dangerous and should not be confirmed as Trump's attorney general. Sessions' neo-Confederate regressive white right-wing politics make him a malignant cancer on anything resembling progress and equity in this country. This is written by uh, Kirsten West Savali, and I feel like she's... <laughs> that's a great sentence. Anything resembling progress and equity in this country. This was written actually today, so exciting stuff. Um, Senator Jefferson Beauregard Sessions III. Uh, Beauregard. 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 You know, his family had some plantations. I, I bet. He's a third, too, right? Republican from Alabama. Oh, yeah, he, he hates niggas. Uh, well, I, I mean, I think that, but the thing is that. I mean, niggers. I, Excuse I, me. I, I think niggers. that if, if he had his way, he would bring things back to, to, this, to the slave. But we, I think there already is. We still have wage enslavement now. Like oh, people yeah. don't it, get to be quote unquote free when you're attached to your job and you feel like there's, it's almost like indentured servitude still existing. Yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is just like, you know, as much as I don't like Republicans, you would think that some of them would have just an inkling of sense of that. Okay. This guy is, he's really way out there. So, I mean, and I don't care what anyone says. You still have to look at the future of like who you're going to be, who are going to be your future voters. Right. And if you want to keep the party alive and going backwards with this pendejo is not <laughs> going, and he probably wouldn't know what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> um, going back to the era of what, Jeff Sessions wants. It's not a way to help your party in the future, to help your party survive. So somebody, I mean, I, uh, I'm i pleading for the fact of some smart Republican out there, someone with the inkling of seeing the future will say like, no, we can't have this guy as the attorney general. But as the cabinet, new cabinet members and the appointees are being a racist and ridiculous and we're changing, you know, his, his cabinet is, the landscape of it is completely <laughs> crazy. It's uh, crazy. crazy house. <laughs> but once you 
that change is affected. It's going to change who we are and how we see. It's going to change how the media comes out. Everything's going to. Well, they're normalizing right right supremacy. They're normalizing right supremacy. And it's okay. I mean, I guess that is a total throwback. Like, it's okay to say what we, I mean, I mean, I I'm, I'm guess it's, it feels good that people are out there are actually, I know who is racist again, um, <laughs> but also at the same time, this, this throwback is, it's not going to work in today's world with technology the way it is. It's not going to but work. Wait, but they, they, I feel like they already used the technology against us. I feel like the whole Russian thing and oh, the hacking well, well, and yeah. the way that the Google algorithms go. Like when you put in Trump, let's 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 do a Google algorithm. I love doing it. <laughs> so if we put in Trump, what comes up? Trump, Trump Twitter, Trump News, <sighs> Trump Paulus, Trump Cabinet, Trump nominates another drug war zealot. Trump praises Philippine President Rodrigo Duarte for uh, murdering people. Trump is surrounding himself with generals. Trump is surrounding... Trump VP choice Mike Pence doesn't agree. Okay, let's put Trump is. Let's see what happens here. Trump is. What do we what do we have come up? Trump is winning. Trump is going to win. Trump is losing. Trump is real. Trump is awesome. So the Google <laughs> algorithm is already pro-Trump. Do you know what I mean? Like when we put in... I mean, we, we put in the black woman thing last, last week and it was oh, like yeah. death of a black woman. It was like, yes, strong well, black, the death of strong black women. It's the most attention. That's not necessarily the most support. I, I, I don't know. You gotta be, you gotta be right into that microphone. Oh, that one's, okay. that one's really funny, but I feel like the algorithms are, sh- it's the same thing with like Netflix. Netflix is shaping us. What's on Netflix shapes who we are because everyone watches Netflix now, but Netflix didn't even exist a couple years ago. And now it's like so shaping us. Oh, blockbuster, I miss you. I know, but I'm, but right, like, well, we used to, we used to consume media in a different way, and that's like what I'm trying to get at. Is I feel like we, there's so much media now, and we have so much access to information that we don't even, like, our machines are filtering it for us. You know, I don't it's, have a smartphone, so I don't. I try to stay away from that, and most of the information I glean just comes from the universe a lot from the internet though but from riding on the bus and listening to overhearing people i get a lot of news that way too that's good yeah local edge i mean in an age with so much technology saturation um there's a lot of power in face-to-face now and uh you know it's becoming the edgy rebellious thing to do just go talk to somebody in person (gasps) amen yeah (laughs) amen to that man uh that's it's yeah face-to-face uh trump uh, elect, President-elect Donald Trump's attorney general pick conjures up as much anger and disgust as his Confederate name, but it's the increased power he now holds that makes him even more dangerous. There is a reason why 1,140 lo- lawyers from across the country are protesting Trump's nomination of Sessions. There is a reason why members of the NAACP were arrested for engaging yep. in civil disobedience in seven Sessions, Alabama office on Tuesday. They sure were. The former attorney general for Alabama is unambiguously racist, good old boy, uh, with a long history of judicial violence against women and people of color, black and Latino people specifically. Sessions is also, is so racist, in fact, that although he was nominated in 1986 by President Ronald Reagan to be a judge for the U.S. District Court of the Southern District of Alabama, his colleagues, including Vice President Joe Biden, then Delaware Senator and soon to be author of the destructive 1994 crime bill decided he was unfit to serve on a federal bench. Sarah Widman wrote in 2002 a piece for the New Republic 
Senate de Democrats tracked down a career Justice Department employee named J. Gerald Herbert, who testified, albeit reluctantly, that in a conversation between two men, Sessions had labeled the National Association for the Advancement of Color People and NAACP as the American Civil Liberties Union, ACLU, un-American and communist-inspired. <laughs> Herbert said Sessions, there's nothing wrong with being communist-inspired. Communism is good. I'm reading Marx right now. I got Marx, I got Marx in my bag. And what he's saying is not bad. It's actually really, it's really great stuff. The communist, are still so scared of it, though. The Communist Manifesto is awesome. It it just it basically says that capital is it it tries to say and it's what I talk about too. I get so angry because I'm not paid what I feel like I'm worth, and I don't think that women are paid what they're worth, and I don't even think some of their jobs are valued monetarily at all. If you're a mom and you stay at home mom, and that exists for you, you don't get Social Security still right now. It's not a real job. Doing one of the most important things that we can do for our society, raising children that aren't fuckballs, that you don't get social security for. You, it, there's no job security. There's no insurance. There's no, you, you have to rely on your partner. And uh, I just, I feel like being a mom think, should be a job. I honestly don't think communism works 100%, nor does democracy 100%, nor does socialism 100%. And that's why, like, if, you know, Anytime you try to do everything 100%, it fails. Sure. I mean, there is a way to blend all these isms together. There is a way. Sure. I mean, we are already, technically, we are already socialist for those who are so afraid of it. It's, it's, it started back in the 30s. So I right. just want to let you well, know that. Even Social um, Security is a socialist. All the things that happened with uh, FDR... At, to take us out of the depression, having public works, the DPW, right. having the national park system, creating jobs, all of these kinds of things are like welfare. socialist movements. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I hate the word welfare, but government assistance. Government assistance. Wrong with welfare. Yeah. We should all I don't like to be well. PC anymore. Right, we should all live well. <laughs> yeah, but I also don't feel that communism should be a fucking dirty word either. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. It's just like it's when you, people say communism, everyone gets scared. I'm like, what? Like y'all get, I mean, there. It's not a dirty word. Well, it, think it, about nukes in Cuba. You know, it, it conjures up dictators. It, con yeah. it conjures Wolverines. up. It, it conjures up. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what it does well, for when me. When people honestly. say slavery, I that conjures up memories of like I don't know my ancestors, but Cuba, it's not Cuba, a dirty Cuba. word, is it? Nope. Well, we gotta. Here we go. Un-American, communist-inspired. Herbert said Sessions claimed that these groups forced civil rights down the throats of people. In his confirmation hearing, Sessions sealed his own fate by saying such groups could be construed as un-American when they involve themselves in promoting un-American positions in foreign policy. Her white. <laughs> What's Her Herbert, I know what is un-American. <laughs> Herbert testified that the young lawyer intended to pop off on such topics regularly, noting that Sessions had called a white civil rights lawyer a disgrace to his race for litigating voting rights cases. Whoa. Sad. This is almost verbatim. Uh, this is almost verbatim the language used in 1960 by the Mississippi Sovereignty Commission, a violent white supremacist government organization that colluded with the Ku Klux Klan when Director Albert Jones placed my grandfather, an NAACP member and voting rights organizer, under surveillance for being a subversive danger to white citizens who were molders of their heritage. <laughs> 
such as I just I just can't believe that he's this race. I didn't think that people this race still exist. I mean, oh, that's yeah. just my naivete because I've never lived outside well, of they California. Had to be politically correct, and now they're liberated. Yeah, <laughs> they've reached their freedom. <laughs> I, I, yeah, what's the where's oh. that the height of freedom? Like, you can. I've always known there was white people like that. Oh, my God. Sessions is a white supremacist, a xenophobic Ooh, bigot, who gosh. once said that he believed the KKK to be an acceptable organization until he learned that they smoked pot. That's so funny to me. In 1985, <laughs> Sessions, the then 39-year-old U.S. attorney for Alabama's Southern District, led a judicial lynching party against the Marion Three claiming that Albert Turner, Spencer Hogue, and Evelyn Turner were guilty of felony voter fraud for trying to help elderly black people vote. The Marion Three were eventually exonerated. Devil Patrick, formerly Massachusetts governor and former assistant U.S. attorney general, served as legal counsel for Hogue and recently wrote a letter outlining why Sessions is unfit to be attorney general of the United States. In 1995, Sessions supported the return of chain gangs to Alabama, men shackled together and working hard labor on the side of the road purposely to humiliate and dehumanize them. I think it's perfectly proper, Sessions said at the time. Of course he would. And that's just the tip of the Klan hood. According to the Prison Policy Initiative, white people in Sessions' home state of Alabama are underrepresented in incarcerated populations. 62% total population, 42% incarcerated population. And black people in the state are overrepresented. 26% total population and 54% incarcerated population. According to the Drug Policy Alliance, Alabama's total population is 68 0.5% white and 26.2% black. Still, drug arrests are 63.4% white and 36.4% black. This staggering racist discrimination is a microcosm of the rest of the United States. And if Trump has his way, and this acquiescence to and to and complicity in placating white fragility holds, Sessions will bring the Confederacy to the U.S. Attorney General's office. As I've written previously, the so-called war on drugs has always been a storefront operation created for the sole purpose of laundering the institutional, systematic, and coordinated assaults on black and brown communities in the United States of America. And according to Sessions, he's been on the front lines of the effort to occupy these communities and divide and destroy families by pushing for harsher sentencing, coercing testimony, and convicting accused drug dealers on that testimony alone. In 2002, he made this statement on the Senate floor explaining that the war was successful. National and I'll do his voice. National and local leadership set up an unambiguous message that drug use was morally, legally, medically, and physiologically bad. There was no ambiguity. Second, probably doing coke in his bathroom. Yeah, right with the because he's the rich guy. Only the rich people can afford the cocaine. That that stuff, that stuff, white powder is terrible. Um, White powder or white power? Both of them. (laughs) Uh, Second, Congress passed uh, drug sentencing statutes that provided tough mandatory minimum sentences for drug traffickers. Third, the Department of Justice worked with local law enforcement to prosecute substantially more drug traffickers and send them away for long mandatory minimum sentences. This combination of a clear message, aggressive prosecution, and tough sentences for drug dealers helped drive drug use down. Our country benefited from this. The war on drugs is not lost. This is his statements on the Senate floor. Mm. He's like, this, it works. The, the war on drugs is great. Deep power. Keeping up appearance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there, there are more. We, we have to stop talking about Jeff Sessions. There's just more. This just keeps going. It just keeps going. It just gets this is, this is the Newsweek one. Attorney General pick Sessions and a drug dinosaur. This is Washington Post. Trump's pick for Attorney General. Good people don't smoke marijuana. 
That's <laughs> <laughs> wow. We'll this one. So this I guess Washington that, that would include George W., right? Because he was a partier. Uh, this is, so let's play this video of him oh, God. saying, Good people don't smoke marijuana. Throw fours up. Here we go. We're all good. Uh, hey, Jeff Sessions, tell us. There better not be a commercial. <laughs> Come on, tell us. Gina it's supposed to say in a Senate drug hearing. Yeah, the the buzzing is because of the. It's this. Oh, here he goes. Was one of the leading states that started the movement to suggest that marijuana is not dangerous. And we're going to find it, in my opinion ripple throughout the entire American citizenry, and we're going to see more marijuana use, and it's not going to be good. We're going to see more other drug use, illegal drug use also, which is damaging. I mean, we need grown-ups in charge in Washington to say <laughs> marijuana is not the kind of thing that ought to be legalized, it ought not to be uh, uh, minimized, that it's in fact a very real danger uh, you can see the accidents, traffic deaths related to marijuana. <laughs> Are you yeah, serious? You're insane. Yes, they go in circles These are for two hours. things that we're going to see throughout the country, and you'll see cocaine and heroin uh, increase more than it would have, I think, had we not talked about it. The, oh, the creating God. of knowledge that these, this drug is dangerous, you cannot play with it, it's not funny, it's not something to laugh about. about knowledge. And, and trying to send that message with clarity that good people don't, Smoke marijuana. <laughs> this guy does not wow. know how to. This guy does not know how to have fun. Like seriously, like it. Uh, well, it's just unscientific. He yes. hasn't done his homework. My opinion. His opinion doesn't mean and shit. You know what? If I didn't smoke marijuana this morning, I would be I, an alcoholic. I would. Well, th- that would be true for one. <laughs> Please don't. But if I if I didn't if I didn't smoke marijuana, I would I would have been crying. It's been the only thing that's been like my mood stabilizer for the past couple of days is that I've been able to calm myself down and give myself some perspective on the world because I, I get really out of focus with the station. That's not good, Pam. You need an expensive prescription drug. That's how uh, there you go. Right. There we go. <laughs> that's See, exactly that's what exactly say. what I was about to get into. The fact of the matter, he mentioned heroin. Yeah. And yeah. gee, I know it's not marijuana that gets them caught on heroin. Let's see. It's not a gateway drug. Mm, oxycodone sounds a little familiar to me. Yeah. But we, you know, he doesn't mention that. He mentions marijuana, heroin, and cocaine. We need grown-ups in charge grown-ups. in Washington and say marijuana is not the kind of thing that ought to be legalized. It ought not to be minimized. It is, in fact, a very real danger. Even he if says. he does become attorney general, I don't. Part of me feels like he's not going to last as well. Just like they booted Ashcroft off uh, his first year um, when Bush won, won his first term. Uh, or I think it was two years after uh, he, he won or he was booted off because of his controversial views. So, I mean, I don't. <sighs> I mean, it was between him or Giuliani. They're both races. I don't know. Uh, I, it's just, <laughs> I, it, the future looks bleak and all you got to do is fight. Uh, I've said it before. It's all we can do. Uh, So we're gonna we're gonna take we'll take a little musical break here so that we don't have to think about uh, Jeff Sessions anymore. My um, my I have a very the computer is very sad right now, but it's gonna get happy. Uh, Let's pick some uh, nice pro marijuana song like. uh, Mm. Oh oh, hey, you know what? How about um, 
gin and juice. Oh, okay. Well, that's, I mean, well, that, that's not, that's, that's rolling down the street, smoking Indo, sipping, sipping on, on gin and, and juice. juice. Two things you laid, hate. Laid back. Black people and weed. With my mind on my, my money, money and my money on my mind. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I need to plug it in again harder. Uh, so, you guys are listening to the AltaCast here on mutinyradio.fm. I'm being joined today by the amazing LaToya, the chef of truth, and David Stolowitz is training. We'll be right back. Oh, man. Over here tearing up that damn couch. We had that damn couch for 20 years. Should have kept the plastic on. And this one, Snoop Doggy Dog, need to get a jobby job. And boy, take care of the house while I'm gone. Clean up your room. Take out the garbage. I don't want these fast hair girls up in here, you hear me? And definitely don't let the dog pound up in here. I mean that. And don't be messing with the eight track. Loan me five dollars. Me. Not for the cherry on top, cause when I get through, I got to hit the dope spot. 
Don't get upset, girl, let's just how it goes. I don't love them, no, I'm off the dope, and I'll be. I didn't want to go over Gertrude's house any damn way. You ain't got to worry about that, because I ain't taking you nowhere with me. JB was over there. Uh, what JB got to do with you? Too damn oh, much. man, I ain't got nothing. Don't talk you so loud. Look at you, the Mr. Stein, man. I know where we live at. We've been living there for 27 you years. change your All right, Gin and Juice here on Mutiny Radio. We're going to play another song, and then we'll be back uh, with more talk and more David and more um, LaToya and more me and all of that happening. And we're going to, we're going to, because we are going to smoke two joints, but we didn't even smoke a joint. Uh, let's find a good long one. Yeah. Smoke two joints in the morning, and I smoke two joints at night. I smoke two joints, and then I smoke two joints. It makes me feel alright. I smoke two joints in time of peace, and two in times of war. I smoke two joints, and then I smoke two joints, and then I smoke two more. Smoke two joints.
All right, everybody. That was a not. It wasn't really Bob Marley. That was like some weird, sublime kind of crazy thing that happened. But that's okay. We did. We we went with it. Here on the UltaCast, we're back. Latoya's coughing. She's in there. She's YOLO. David's moving his car. Uh, we're being adults. responsible adults. Actually, I'm, I feel much better now that I'm high. I'm really happy about it. Totally. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, All wow, right. That Jeff Sessions. I can't even say his name anymore. Jeff Sessions. That was a Debbie Downer. I know. I'm so sorry. Why I shouldn't are you have apologizing. That's the well, world we live that. in. I know. It's every. Just, day, it's, uh, I shouldn't say every day is a Debbie Downer, but. Uh, I, uh, I, I I started to go back on social media again, slightly. Oh. I can only take a little bit. Yeah. Since obviously. the election, um, and it, it's I had I had to pull away again because I'm just like I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. I we you know this new year it's 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 been really difficult. I I ran a open mic last night and I just. Ugh, it's hard to feel funny anymore. I I just feel like it's so sad. I, I can tell you who had probably a shittier New Year than us. Um, did you uh, catch the Mariah Carey? Uh, well, I know horrible. her husband died. Oh, no, no. Her horrible performance on the Dick Clark thing. No, I didn't. I don't. It, it, should, it was, should we look this up? Is yeah, this something we should look it, up it, on the internet? Just to like lighten up the mood and laugh at someone else's fault <laughs> failures, I guess. Um, Celine oh. Dion, and she, well, you said this was New Year's? Uh, no, not Celine Dion, Mariah Carey. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're so similar to me. <laughs> Aren't they kind of the same? Aren't Celine Dion and Mariah Hell Carey no. like the same person? No. Um, oh, I'm <laughs> That's sorry. so funny. Mariah. That's just the weed talking. Mariah Carey New Year's video. This is what we're talking about. Do you know about this? I didn't know about this. Yeah, exactly. Um, you have to talk into the microphone. You've got to be yeah. right in there. You've got to aim it towards your mouth and put it right in there. <laughs> Actually, if you do me a favor, I just switched out the microphone on four, hoping that it would be better. Just try it out. Just talky-talk into it a little bit. Just just talk, talk, talk into it, and we'll check. You don't have to just put your mouth by it and talk, and we'll see put if it works. Put your mouth on it. Yeah. I just want to see if it works, because it might not. It might not be... Oh! See, that one's, that, one's not very good. that one's not very good either. No, it's on. Keep... Okay, but it's not that bad. Look, it's, yeah. it's on. It's on. There we go. I don't know if three or four. I don't know which is worse. <laughs> Sorry. Her, her, how about her lip singing is bad? Okay, so she's lip syncing. I it didn't even know this happened. Just to light the mood out there, disaster. Sure, a little uh, pop culture shit. Active stunner that everybody is talking about. Mariah Carey's epic lip sync disaster right there on the world stage at Times Square, witnessed by millions. ABC's Eva Pilgrim Not now me. on what in the world no. happened out there. Times Square, let's hear it right now for Mariah Carey. Tonight, Mariah Carey's meltdown, the ball drop before the ball drop that began innocently enough. Her choreography. Oh, acquaintance be forgot. But no one will forget what happened next. The performance spiraling into disaster. We can't hear, but I'll just get through the moment, okay? Mariah Carey standing on stage, not singing. She ain't even dancing. We didn't have a check for this song, so we'll just say it went to number one. Carey tried turning it over to the crowd. <gasps> I'm gonna say let the audience sing, okay? <laughs> 
The pop legend directing her Look dancers at her dance on move. stage. <laughs> this At one point, <laughs> speaking to the audience while her vocals could be heard. I want a holiday too. And when <laughs> you thought it couldn't get worse, we belong together, going no better. Millions watching on the ABC broadcast. You just don't get any better. Carrie <laughs> trending on Twitter, some blasting the star, tweeting, I tried to sing along to Mariah Carey, but even Mariah Carey can't sing along to Mariah Carey. Others showing their support. Way oh, to Lord. handle that with grace, girl. Mariah explaining grace. the performance with an expletive that stuff happens. And tonight in a statement saying her earpiece was not working. Right here, you can see her fiddling with it. Carrie's reps say they told the stage manager okay. about the problem, but it was not fixed. We asked at Clark Productions. They have no comment. Okay, that bitch was high. I'm I sorry. I am so she is a pill glad to see Everybody, her if you're a Mariah suck. Carey, I mean, I'm sorry. That bitch has had pill problems before, and I've, I've heard how cray-cray she is. That bitch was high. I'm Absolutely sorry. High. I'm sorry. Look it at wasn't just it wasn't just it wasn't just oh my earpiece or oh it was I lip sync horribly. No. Look at that bitch's face. She was really high. She's a she's a pill popper, let's yo. Let's get let's get let's let's move the video it gets us some I just I just thought it was funny. You have it frozen. You know. She's Most of them do, but the thing even is even her was, dancers aren't that great. So you guys her look, choreography even her dance is the thing is, she is on another level, y'all. Y'all, you're not. Look, no. he's helping her. It's like stand. He, she took exactly. him out of the choreography. Right. She's just like, I can't even dance. The bitch dances, okay? She can't. Well, it, she looks pretty okay. I mean, they've got her in so many spanks, she probably couldn't breathe. And this whole leotard thing. She's been just wearing no pants, always leotards. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, I want to see a close up of her again and see if they have one of those. That bitch is high. She, yeah, that she's super high, dude. I know. I mean, well, it's but she's, fair but enough. It doesn't matter to her. I don't it think she matter. was. She's I don't think she was her. drunk. He carries her down. She's just standing there, and they've got. She's just walking around. I mean, at least she still did her blocking and her choreography. She just didn't sing. That's she not just, choreography. She just walk in. Well, but she's famous. She doesn't have to do choreography anymore. She should just be able. To, you bitch, you got to dance. Okay, so there she. Well, I don't think she has to anymore because she's too old. She's not that old. Wow. I, I just want to let y'all know she's going to end up like Whitney. That's all I got to say. Oh, absolutely. That's just that. Absolutely. I, I'm letting y'all know. Don't be surprised. The bitch oh, she's still knows. going. Well, no, she's kind of got it together. I mean, I know she's talking, but she looks pretty okay. I mean, she, they got her put together. She is, she is loco in the cabeza. It's, and it's from other she things. She talked to the audience. Yeah. She no, just had she, fun. You know what? I don't think that she thought that that was that big of a deal. She just, she almost pulled a stand-up no, comedian thing. No, she mad. She high, though. I she's just, just like, you know. you know what? This the best ever. This is the way it's gonna be. Listen, Whatever. She may not be. Dr she may not drown like Whitney, but the bitch, she's next. She's wow. next this year. Wow! Don't say her name three times. I don't care. Like Rumpel Stiltskin. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't that, believe that, that, this is. I mean, I'm so. Thank you so much. I didn't even know that this happened. Thank you so much for bringing. Look at this yeah. face to face. <laughs> Face to face, bringing me the news. I didn't know about this. This is not news. This is just garbage no, that was on the news it, it, that I just found. Well, it, it, it is. No, it was. It, it was. It, it should be. It was be. bigger than. You're right. You shouldn't be. But I think it. it it, it's to take your mind off what's really going on, which we already discussed. Well, we can do this because we are not in the dark here. Sometimes. She, I don't I, know if it's I thought, comedy. I thought it was it's tragedy that's about to happen. You watching it on live TV. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all.
so usually the puzzle together. There's another uh, there's another segment we do do sometimes here on the Alticast. Oh yes, we it's called done uh, it in a while. we haven't done it in a while. We uh, we look at the news and we don't read the stories. We just read the captions and we try to figure out what they're selling us. Yeah. Uh, it's it's fun. So which should we go to Google first? Yeah. What, we, we like to just go the I don't. It went to New Statesman. I don't know why that happened, hmm. but it did that. I put in new and I pressed return and it 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 brought Ooh. me to the New Statesman. Is this UK news? This is UK news. Oh right. Look at how did that, that happen? That was because internet just made that happen. I didn't do anything. I think that I think okay. So we have a new one. Uh, here's so here we go. We're, we're uh, we saw Brexit. Wait, wait go yeah, to the let, top. Let's go to the top. Okay, so here's here are the stories. In, that's in important. England. How Brexit is breaking the British Constitution. That's real news. <clears throat> that's important. Okay, that's real news. Second story. This will be interesting to compare this with the American ones. Yes. Second story. There is sexism in Northern Irish politics, but Arlene Foster's misogyny claim doesn't ring true. That's two. Two that have real value. These okay. are real news stories. Now, three. So here's three. It goes down Kim now. Kardashian's return to social media suggests a new kind of fame okay. for 2017. That's three. That bit should be at the bottom. Well, now here's the thing. It, that, how does, and she's the prime example of how non-news becomes news. She's not talented in anything. She doesn't sing. She doesn't dance. She doesn't act. She doesn't draw. What does she do? She has a big butt. And she went made a she sex video. She had a video. sex tape. And, what else does she do? Of what value does she give our community? Is she a poet? Does she write children's stories? She does she have a radio show? What does she, she do? There's a lot of pictures That's of herself. It. I don't know. It's her Eat. butt. And She's it's makeup. Do you know how West. easy? I mean, I was robbed. at a wedding this weekend. I saw what makeup can do. And, you know, when you go through four hours of makeup and hair, you look amazing. And I I mean, she, everyone at the wedding looked amazing. I, I did my own makeup. And later in the pictures, I thought I looked just fine. See. But <laughs> it's because I never wear makeup anyway. So it's very confusing for people. I, I didn't want to wear makeup. I, here's the funny thing at the wedding. I didn't. Sh- I didn't have a razor, oh, and I no. didn't shave my legs right, and so I had a huge crop of of two inch long hairs, <laughs> and I couldn't. I couldn't wear nylons. This was like my dilemma, right? Oh, I bring the no. nylons. Here's the problem with the nylons. I bring the nylons. You can't wear nylons with open-toed shoes, but I only had open-toed shoes. I had no closed-toed black shoes, except I had, I had black closed-toed shoes, but they were really pedestrian and not so good it wouldn't work uh-huh. for a wedding. So I was like, what am I going to do? So I finally get to the hotel room, and I'm getting ready, and I put on the hose, and then I realize there's three runs in them anyway, so I cannot no! wear the nylons. No, I can't even wear the nylons with open-toed shoes, which would have been a terrible idea because it's tacky right. as fuck. Yeah, it's so very grandma So then I was like, fuck. I I'm so I was in a wedding in front of all these people with a dress on and I had my I had the hairiest legs <laughs> like it I can show I can show you after I would show. love to see this anyways the beauty standard and the beauty myth is part of our culture and it sucks and it sucks and it's pervasive and it's awful and it makes me angry because this person here this Kim Kardashian <laughs> is the third story on a, in a in the international UK. news this and the she UK has too. no I've never seen her have any value whatsoever to anything but why does she sell if she has no value do you see this makes me crazy because but so that's the other thing is that do you have to sell your sex appeal to actually get your stuff out there that's not fair I love poetry and radio and comedy and unless we're I, Americans we're basic and stupid we don't those things are very 
But, Nancy Boy Fairy. But this is the thing is that. <laughs> She doesn't even have any of. She has no talent. I, she sucks. I know. She's. Okay. Let's let's Don't let's move, move on. on. I'm sorry. Because I'm she's. Sorry. I just gave her way too much airtime. I'm sorry. Uh, yes. I'm sorry. That's and that I'm right sorry. there is the problem because she is not that important. She's not. That is. That's the whole thing. That's. Uh, but we but we go off on how because I've ranted about that bitch. Story four. What jokes would the canary allow Charlie Brooker to make about Jeremy Corbyn? Who was this? This uh, Canary, the Canary, allowed Charlie Brooker to make about Jeremy Corbyn. They must be some British people entertainment. Oh, okay, maybe. Should we should we look at? Oh yeah, Jeremy Corbyn. We can't look at that. Wait. Oh, what did it tell us? It didn't. I thought that it was going to magically tell us something. Yeah. Okay. Let's get some knowledge. You want to you want to see who Jeremy? Okay. Uh, so the canary journalist and TV presenter Charlie Brooker has come under intense scrutiny for mocking Jeremy Corbyn in his 2016 wipe, the latest installment in his annual dose of spiky mockery of the past year. Oh, Jeremy. By intense scrutiny, your mole is of course referring to the great organ of free expression, the nation's last bastion of speaking truth to power, the canary. Yes, those click-thirsty conspiracy mongers over the alt-left news site have written a devastating blog post about what Brooker's show should and shouldn't have said about the labor leader and other politicians. Okay, you're right. Uh, okay, so now so we this is the, So this is actually what's going on in Britain, what's going to be happening here, especially after the Brexit thing, because it was a bunch of uh, the left there um, or excuse me, the right there um, that Brexited out over kind of like a with the whole immigration thing going on with a lot of the uh, Syria, Syrians, oh, the uh-huh, refugees, uh-huh, the uh-huh. refugee thing going on. So the Brexit thing was a kind of like a little catalyst to stop uh, them from being a part of the UN, which is the United Nations. Right, yeah, right, 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 right. Not the United Nations. Excuse me. Um, the UN, which is not the UN. God damn it. The U- Euro people, the people that have the Euro, they're yeah. the. It's what are they uni- called? The they U- EU. Excuse EU. me. The European <laughs> Union. Euro sorry, people. sorry. I should know. Come on, this. David. You gotta help us. We're, so we're, the we Euro- all, European. The, we all fumble through the news together. <laughs> the European Union. That uh, the European Union concludes all. You know, Germany, France, Norway, all those cats. Right. And so basically, the Brexit thing was to that way they're not part of the refugee crisis. So they don't right. have to be a part of you know having to take in ex- a bunch of Syrians like exactly. us exactly so take that that was an underlying racist thing for Brexit because they did not want Muslims in the country Ooh. and it was sparred by hate and I, I forgot the gentleman's name that was actually um, Trump and him are friends and uh, Nigel Farage Nigel Farage Damn, is the one that uh, started the whole Brexit thing and what have you. Hence why that's why uh, David Cameron had uh, the pri- former prime minister of uh, Great Britain was um, he resigned. And now that's why we have Jeremy so-and-so now oh, because of the, yeah, because the whole Brexit thing has I fucked up Margaret the UK. Thatcher was still in charge. I'm kidding. She's dead. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly, right, right, right. I remember when it, that happened. It, it went right back up again. And Nigel Farage, who was in charge of the whole Brexit thing, has he he's away. He's done. So basically, England's turning to shit. 
uh, Nigel Farage has been coming here over to the United States helping Trump and was on his campaign trail spurring the same kind of shit that helped Brexit help him win the campaign so it's kind of like I hope you guys are getting out there because the same basically and now Scotland wants to pull away again because they lost this past summer because they wanted to pull away from uh, England um, excuse it was very narrow and now Scotland's trying to like cast votes again to try to exit because being part of the EU the European Union right. your value the the fact of the matter with trade and and the euro basically you guys help each other and now if you are a British citizen or a Scottish citizen you cannot you have to have a passport to go to Germany basically what? now so you cannot how it was easier oh, where you know you could so just now willy-nilly about the countries yeah so now you're stuck if you you have to have like some kind of work visa or something wow. now to if like if you get a job in Germany or ask before you just go back go back because it's forth. really close there it's like yeah exactly so that it that's another reason why a lot of people upset about that as well. Wow. Uh, that was basic. From the news. Uh, that was really good. That was, that was a really good overview of what was going on. And it took us for, it was it a took weird forever. place. I'm sorry. It took a weird turn. Uh, this next one is uh, Stop Boring On About Babies. The gender pay gap isn't about choice. Mm. And they have a picture of a woman who's pregnant sitting at this is a important. laptop. Why is that not number three? Stop See, that's where Kim should be babies. down there. <laughs> this stop boring. Like, they're being English. Like, stop boring on about babies. <laughs> and like, uh, stop like, boring normal on. People, normal people would say, like, uh, stop, stop talking about babies at work. What's you normal know? people? I don't know. Americans. <laughs> stop boring on about babies. The gender pay gap isn't about choice. Okay, it's a feminist thing. Oh, look, they even have this for us. The editors, oh, well, this is books. They're saying the editor's picks. Okay, so they've got, oh, no, editor's picks of story. Despite a year of turbulence, Turkey is part of a new ad hoc, blah, 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 blah. That's all we get to read, though. <laughs> Sherlock's greatest mystery. Why are we still watching it? <laughs> it's funny. And uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. No, just kidding. The last days of Robert Mugabe. I have no idea who that person is. Mugabe. Robert Mugabe. That sounds familiar to me. I am so ignorant. I am so self-centered. You're so American. I am I am so preoccupied with my own stuff. I have no idea what's going on in the world at all. Yeah, it's it's a lot of hell going on. It's shit. Okay, so these are the... We'll, we'll read a couple more quickly, and then we'll move to, like, Yahoo or something stupid. Um, five trends that will be hot and not... In 2017. Now we get into clickbait. Seeing pink. Why is sports gear for women still so gendered? This this is an inter- this is this is an interesting news here. Why is sports gear for women still gendered? That's funny. I, I can't see a dude in a leotard. I, well, uh-huh. <laughs> but it doesn't. I'm just saying pink. You know. It, like sports stuff isn't that funny it's pink and yellow it's oh yeah girly. that makes sense pink is stupid killer cereals writers on their favorite box sets Stephen King Roddy Do- oh I love Stephen King yes you do I just read I finally read the last piece of something that he wrote in 2016 he wrote it for the Playboy and it was um, really really good it was a story really short story um, about 
uh, based on a picture by Edward Hopper. So Edward Hopper is well known for the picture of the people sitting at the cafe at late night in like the 30s, you know. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Right. Like, okay. I even have the, I'll, I'll get the picture for you. So uh, he wrote a story, a, a horror, horrible, it's great, but it's quick horror based off this picture and you don't know where it's going and then when you know where it's going it's like oh jesus steve so it's this this is the picture it was based off of that one and um and so he wrote it's called the music room by stephen king guests of the enderbees receive a special kind of hospitality in this short story inspired by the edward hopper painting uh room in new york so anyways it it was like it's really short you can see it's like that's it that's it. Somebody dies. Oops. Yeah. I mean, but it's it's so good. Like you just it, I didn't expect it at all. I'm just always so surprised by Stephen King and so just overwhelmed and enjoyed I'm, by his I'm, talent, by his talent. He is such a great writer and I love people that are talented that you can like be like, look at that. You he's know been like a lot of very very politically social um, on like you know his Twitter and stuff too. Yeah, that. he doesn't. Yeah. He is not a fan of Trump, and he wrote this really great article about how he wants rich people to start paying their taxes. He's like, don't don't try to get tax breaks. Rich people pay the least taxes. He's like, pay your taxes. And then he talked about how he runs two radio stations. He owns two radio stations in oh, Maine. Wow, Maine, and he's like, anybody who knows radio knows radio doesn't make money. <laughs> but he's like, I'm a small business owner, but I employ eight people at one of them and some people at another. And I don't remember the exact numbers on the second, but he was like, I love radio and I love what people do with it. And so now I have two radio stations in Maine. Oh, and wow. I'm like, I love every, every time I read something by Stephen King. I did I'm not like, know that. That's dope. He's super dope. But like, he's a real dude. He's like, a, I feel like, I don't want to be a super fan, but I feel like I know him. Like when you read his stuff and there's that special thing between author and reader where you actually do get to kind of, there is a weird relationship between author and reader. It's weird. Is he into psychics? Well, not, I mean, he has, I mean, that's just a theme that he runs through, but he's smart in that he, when he made that theme with The Shining, he, he reuses it and he uses, it's the same, it's a, it's a writing convention. It's like he, the shine exists across books just as, I mean, he did that with the Dark Tower series too. He's like, look, everything's intertwined. I'm like, what? But he does the same thing. He does the same thing with the uh, the eclipse, with the solar eclipse in Maine at the certain time, and he has different books talk to each other. Rose Matter, Dolores Claiborne, and Gerald's Game all do a thing, where all the ladies see each other at different times in the books, and it's like, what is going on? There's like That's an eclipse, crazy. and they see him dumping him in the well, and you're like, oh, Dolores. What? <laughs> okay. Google News. Let's see what's trending. Let's see what they tell us. Top stories. Obama tells Democrats to stay strong in protecting his signature health care law. That's pretty big. Don't repeal Obama. But that's, that's the first sad. thing he said. That's so fucking the sad. The first thing that Donald Trump said the whole time in all of those debates. All was, the Republicans have always repeal Obamacare. They've repeal Obamacare. had a hard on for this for a while. The first thing I'm going to do is repeal Obamacare. What? Yeah, What'd exactly. <laughs> Well, and here's the thing. If we're going to repeal Obamacare, the only fix you have is to widen the amount of people that can use Medi-Cal or Medicare. Medicare. Well, because I'm on Medi-Cal because I'm in California. Right. And it's amazing. I'm poor. But they don't have... And so I get free health care. I love it. They want to repeal it, but they have nothing, they have nothing, nothing to replace place. it. Right. So... Th- 
exactly. No, they, exactly. They, and they're like, they're like, oh, those old, those old people that we gave them McDonald's for years and years, and now they're finally dying of diabetes. Awesome. Yeah, I've heard this. Don't they miss the good old day of AIDS? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, well, the people with the money. But yeah. no, but the, <laughs> the, the thing, though, is that they have to they have to get rid of the poor people and the old people and the because they have to get rid of some of us because otherwise we're going to rise up against our oppressor and that's scary. The people with money want to keep their money. They're, you look, I'm reading the Marx. Look at the revolutions. Look at the French Revolution. When Marx was writing, he was writing in response to the French Revolution and what happened where the people rose up and took over the aristocracy. Well, what happened? They created a new, I mean, we just keep creating a new aristocracy. It's all war. There will always, there will always be war between the haves and the have-nots and the who are the haves and who are the have-nots continues to change. But the more that we put, we make less have-nots, the better things are. That's but, communism, but you, man! But you know what? They got a long... If they want to do it like that, they got a long ways to go. Because a lot of Latinos like to have a lot of kids. Oh. And black people like to have a lot of babies. Well, and if they repeal the whole abortion <laughs> so, thing, that would make no sense at all. Exactly. If they took away the abortion. You take it away. And then you, you, you know, then you've got yeah, you, you I, have families that have to happen. Yeah. So some people just we multiply. Families. We're going to multiply. So, so all this, all everything that's care. going on is it's not okay, worth it. Okay. So my it. friend just had a baby. So suggest my wonderful friend just had a baby. It cost eighty-two thousand dollars in the hospital. God. To have a baby costs $82,000. Now, I guess she has like some kind of copay or something, but I don't know. When the bill came, it was $82,000. Now, what if she didn't have insurance? What if you don't have insurance and you have a baby? And you have to have a baby. How do you have a Do you have it in a toilet? What do you do? How do you have Midwives? But what? Midwives are expensive too. Yeah, and I don't see too many people being like, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm living in the projects. Let me go get me a midwife. Right. This you is, know. is Marilyn Maria the answer, everybody? Is she going to save us? <laughs> uh, go vote on the 8th, everybody. Yeah, free donuts. Uh, <laughs> Don, I'm trying to keep it, trying to keep it relevant. Don, Donald Trump, Julian Assange, Israel, your morning briefing. Oh my God, he's talking to Israel. <sighs> Okay, we just, we walked, we just came off the bat with fear, fear. Okay, afraid of people getting sick and not having health care. Afraid of Israel blowing up? Jesus! Medium. This is, this is what, this is what uh, Google, this is Google News? Yeah, we're doing Google News. Wants for us. Medium lays off a third of its staff as it searches for a new business model. We are starting this New Year shitty. I knew that. This one, two, three, all really like bad. At least bad. they're stories. It's like bad health care, bad world care, and then <laughs> bad money. Yeah. Let's keep yeah. Let's keep going. Jury finds alleged Chicago hobos gang leader guilty. Oh, snap. All right. All right. He's got whoa, crazy tattoos over there. Uh, Intel will be your net connected self-driving car's brains. It's kind of news. Yeah. Self-driving cars. Okay, I heard this yesterday. What's going to be the one thing that goes down with self-driving cars? Oh, there's going to be some no. driving off the bridge. No. The thing there's going to be less of in the world. Cab drivers. Because of self-driving cars. The answer is organ donations. 
with way less accidents, way less people get to the hospital with like, you know, a crushed head, but a really viable set of kidneys, right? Really? I don't, yeah, I don't trust robots driving. All, I mean, they're, I think they're gonna, it's machines gonna be magnets. Break. It's magnets. It's I, not robots. It's I magnets. Really, machines magnets. break. Uh, they they crash literally. <laughs> or, well, the fact of the matter is, like, it also here's another fun. Well, this is like my conspiracy theory. But how about the fact of the matter is, like, where these you know these cars are made. Well, what's the labor? Who's making them? And if so, do the people or the machinery that make them might forget or malfunction and put something in wrong or does, you know, something doesn't. That's a, that's a Stephen know, King short story right there. There you go, Stephen. Exactly. So with that, I mean. Put a gl- uh, This is glitch. how they're going to kill all of us. Is they're gonna, <laughs> but they don't want to get rid of the middle class that can actually afford self-driving cars. You know, I'd be like, why would you want them all to die? But if you put a glitch in there and they all broke at the same time, <gasps> and then everybody died. That was a beautiful statement. A beautiful end to a beautiful statement. Uh, which is actually, we're out of time. It's 1.50 and we uh, want to take a break before uh, the next show because I need to smoke some more of this bowl and I think you do too. I'd like to thank David Stolowitz for being Yay. here on his first training and figuring out how Mutiny Radio works. For Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, for saving my life last week. Oh, dude. Absolutely. Welcome. Girl talk. Girl talk. Sometimes your boyfriend just doesn't know what to say. He don't know shit he about that. He knows, yeah, he knows <laughs> shit about stuff, but not about that. Not about that. Uh, thanks for joining us on the AltaCast. Thanks again to Marilyn Murillo and Go Vote, Go vote. on the 8th. And uh, she's going to change things. Uh, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. 
And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. 
Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. You know, I feel so lucky. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamylicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? Then get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Um, oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy, and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m., but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Mutiny Radio FM Index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org. So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, you got it. You got it. I got it. You got it. Look at that tragedy. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? 
Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? 